Welcome back to Corona Chronicles. We're still in Revelation chapter 14 and uh, we're going to be reading the last part of the chapter from 14, verse 14 to the end. And uh, these, like, like some of the other things we've seen in this chapter, these are really sobering words and uh, you, you'll see that as we read them together. I looked and there before me was a white cloud and seated on the cloud was one like a son of man with a crown of gold on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Then another angel came out of the temple and called in a loud voice to him who was sitting on the cloud, Take your sickle and reap, because the time to reap has come, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who was seated on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth, and the earth was harvested. Another angel came out of the temple in heaven, and he too had a sharp sickle. Still another angel who had charge of the fire came from the altar and called in a loud voice, to him who had the sharp sickle. Take your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of grapes from the earth's vine, because its grapes are ripe. The angel swung his sickle on the earth, gathered its grapes and threw them into the great winepress of God's wrath. They were trampled in the winepress outside the city and blood flowed out of the press, rising as high as the horse's bridles for a distance of 1600 stadia. Uh, tough words, um, but we've got to put them in the context of uh, warning and warning and warning that God gives graciously to this earth. And actually, in a sense, this is a warning because this hasn't happened yet, but it will happen. And God is saying, look, life is serious and your life is serious and, and God's judgment is serious. I mean, in many ways, we want God to judge. I mean, imagine... Um, a world without justice and judgment, when, when evil and wrong is done, we want, we, we cry out, mm. don't we, mm. for, for judgment, for, a, for a, a punishment, for a dealing with that which is wicked and evil. And God is saying to us, there's a time coming when that's it, the, the earth is ripe, as it's put here. The grapes are ripe for harvest. I've given you long enough and I'm going to pluck them and crush them. Yeah. It just, it just as we read it, it does remind, it reminds me of uh, that bit in Genesis where, where God says to Abraham that he's not yet going to come into the promised land until the sins of the Amorites reach full measure. Yeah. In other words, there has to be a ripening process. There's going to be hundreds of years of patience with that nation, giving them time to repent, giving them time to turn. But if they won't, he will wait till their sins reach full measure and then he's going to come. Yeah. And it's like that here. It's waiting, as you say, for the grapes and the fruit to ripen. You know, God is patient, but if we remain opposed to him, then we will be taken to the fullness of our opposition, mm. if you like, and then judgment is, is going to come. Um, but as you say, and I think this is one of, the, one of the strong arguments for the existence of God, is that, you know, inside we have this longing for justice and this inbuilt sense of right and wrong and that's when uh, you know if criminals who commit terrible acts uh, manage to get away with it somehow we we appeal to something bigger than this world don't we that's not fair what about the justice knowing that a human court even wouldn't satisfy that longing there's got to be some sort of perfect reasonable justice here mm. Um, and that's but, because we're made in the image of, of this one. Yeah, and people, yeah. people say, don't they, you know, um, uh, he's got away with it or something. Yeah. But uh, that's why, you know, no one gets away with it in the end. Because no. we, we stand before this God who, who is a righteous God. 
But the, I think, um, I think that the other thing is that uh, sort of the ripening of grapes that you've got here. Yeah. Um, the, the thing is, I, I may do what I would consider, and we would all consider sort of like a little sin, you know, mm. a, a lie about you. Um, and it, it doesn't feel that bad to me. Um, but it, when it's allowed to grow, it grows and grows yeah. and grows. Yeah. And, it, it, and God, God is saying, I, I, there's a time where, you know, I've had enough of this growth. Mm. But actually these sins, are, he's going to show them what they really are, the fruit of them. Mm. And so they're plucked and there's this judgment that comes. But as, a, as we said, he's been warning about this. So it's not... It's not. It's not that he just is in a terror, uh, an anger, and that he's frying off the. In fact, there's angel after angel coming, isn't there? there but is. who is this angel? This this first one, anyway. Well, I mean, it's interesting because before you get to that angel, you you meet the Son of Man. Yeah. Um, and that is again like lots of revelation. It's rich with Old Testament imagery, particularly the idea of the Son of Man coming on the cloud. Yeah. You know, it's this picture from Daniel that this is the ascended. Christ, who is coming into the Father's presence to be given all authority in heaven and earth, and that includes the authority to judge. But then interestingly, the angel, now angels are messengers, and they're normally sent from God to us for a message, but interestingly, this angel is bringing a message to the Son of Man, and the angel is saying, here's the message, Son of Man, it's time for judgment, the time for judgment has come. And uh, so the angels are very much involved, as we've seen in this in this chapter, and they're the ones who kind of usher in this this final judgment. But again, the Son of Man uh, is Jesus. Yeah. And and he so so he's not this gentle Jesus, meek and mild. Well, I mean, he is meek and mild, of yeah, course. Yeah. But you know, just to keep him as a baby at Christmas, mm-hmm. he is this awesome one that comes with a sickle and is going to judge. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the beauty of it, because he can judge, mm. because he, you know, there's no one going to be able to say to Jesus, is there? You didn't understand no, how I felt. No, you no. didn't understand about the yeah, injustice. What gives you the right? What gives you yeah, the right? Yeah. I've got a few words to say to you. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I was misrepresented. He was misrepresented. Yeah. You know, um, I suffered a cruel death. He had suffered yeah, a cruel yeah. death. People lied about me. People lied about him. You know, uh, the, he, he knew all these things and experienced the, the horrors of, of sin in this world against him. Mm. So his, his judgment is true and correct and right, isn't it? It is. And I think, I mean, the language and the imagery here at the end for that judgment is intentionally graphic, isn't it? You know, this sharp sickle, it brings to mind harvest. You know, the sickle is swung across the earth and the harvest time has come. And then you've got this, uh, this trampling in the winepress outside the city and blood flowing from the winepress. You know, these, these, there would be something wrong with us if we read that and it didn't unsettle us a bit and didn't make us feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, we read it and we, we either think, oh, that's, that's grim or that is terrible. Mm. You know, and the Lord is trying to say, yeah, and the reality will be even worse. You know that that there is there is going to be this kind of conscious outpouring of God's anger upon those who refuse to repent, um, and and you know we would all be in that position. 
if it wasn't for God's grace. Mm. Um, but that, you know, we don't do anyone any favours by sort of covering over that, do we? You no, know, we and I think, that. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, that you get people sort of mouthing off, even in this coronavirus, which, which seems to me to be a warning, kind warning, actually, yeah. of God to say, hey, there's a bigger judgment coming. Yeah. And the mouth of, where's God in the coronavirus yeah. sort of thing. Well, I'll tell you where God is. Mm. He's warning you that yeah. there's a worse death to come. Yeah. Yeah. There's something worse than death. And so that's where he is. But, I mean, uh, I think uh, probably just to finish, the, the, um, this, this description of being crushed by the wrath of God mm. is also a description that you get of Christ on the cross. Mm. Mm where he's crushed, and, and it says, doesn't it, I think it is Nahum, that you know, God's rod uh, smashed against him, it's, it's, it's somewhere like that, mm. and he was crushed for our, for our sins. Mm. And so uh, the anger of God is either going to be on us uh, or on Jesus yeah. in our behalf, yeah. and that is the good news, even in this, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And, and while we're here now with the warnings of corona, Turn to Christ, yeah, yeah, yeah. who was crushed for you. Yeah. Well, well, we'll leave it there.